The words of David HaMelech, who used to calm himself down. Nefesh, please settle down. Calm, go back to Menucha, go back to tranquility. The great ones would talk to themselves and calm themselves down. I would like to learn a few things on Parsha Shemais. We really need a few months or years to learn Parsha Shemais. We make a feeble attempt in a few days to learn, to grab on to what we can. Baruch Hashem will have long lives to continue with Parsha Shemais, Vez Hashem. But I want to share a few things. The first thing I want to do is I want every once in a while we get a little window and a glimpse into greatness that's very, very inspiring. There's some, there's an important word called she'ifais, aspirations. We spoke today, this morning, we learned together with some of the chevra. We all have lofty places we want to be, and a big part of life is reconciling. We have places we want to be, and where we are, and a process towards. Where we are, and a process towards. Sophisticated people can hear great things, know they're not there, be inspired and moved, accept where I am and start a journey. I accept there's there, I'm not there, I accept where I am and a journey. It's called she'ifais, aspirations. We have discussed many times, and Akiva brilliantly spoke about it a week ago, Shabbos. There's a male aspect and a female. Males always want to conquer more. That's a male instinct, to want to conquer more. 
And the feminine trait is to be satisfied with what I have. Both are essential. There's only shlemus when we have a marriage of the two. We all have the male component and the female component in us. Obviously, a man is dominated by the male component, and a lady is dominated by the female component. The sense of a man is to want more. When my kids go to play a game, I always say, go win. And my wife says, Daniel, and she says, go have fun. By me, win, conquer, complete, capture more. And to a lady, you're good already. Have fun and enjoy. You're good who you are, as you are, what you are. Is the male and the female. We need both aspects. This room you're in, I call the room of aspirations, of aspiring. Any sophisticated person comes to yeshiva because they aspire to get better, bigger, more, to grow, to learn more Torah, to be a better prayer, to daven better, to work on midas. This is a room of aspirations. The only way this room is safe is if also you know how to celebrate what you have. Sameach b'chelkoi. This is a dangerous room if you have aspirations unchecked by Sameach b'chelkoi. A great joy of what I have and who I am and what I've done. Both things are essential. Amazingly, when a guy walks into this room, Yonatan, there's a prayer, a guy says, and he prays, it's a Mishnah in Brachos, that a person prays for success in this room. Upon exiting this amazing room, a Yid says, Maida'ani, thanks Hashem for what he acquired. You must be happy with what you have. Shabbos is Nekeva, Shabbos Malkasa. Shabbos is Ba, Shabbos Ba, Menuchas, Tranquility. The celebration of who we are, of what we have. It's a Me'ein Olam Haba. Shabbos celebrates what I have, who we are. A lot of Yid and Chazer, they review on Shabbos instead of conquering new stuff. Shabbos is the celebration to what I have. That's what it means Hashem rested on Shabbos. That's what it means a Yid rests on Shabbos. But this is the two aspects of conquering further and celebrating what we have. Both aspects a person needs. One of the beautiful things, if you meet somebody who's doing great things, who is great, is you get asagos. In Hebrew, it's called asagos. In English, aspirations. You hear madragos, and it's very, very important. Every once in a while, the Torah gives us a window into greatness. There's a pasuk, three words in this week's parasha Shemais, that we must study it's a dazzling window. If you understand God is made, is testifying on a person. The following testimony, you could lose your breath. You're like, <gasps> it's like breathtaking. I want to share three words in a Pasuk just to share a hasag of something that's possible. Aaron Akoyan is running the Jewish people. Maisha Rabbeinu has been banished from Mitzrayim. Paroi wants to kill him. It got back to Paroi that Moshe killed the Mitzri. And he sees in Moshe, remember Moshe Rabbeinu, his daughter saved Moshe Rabbeinu. In a tremendous story, it's a story within a story, Paroi is afraid. Paroi is afraid the Yidden will rise. 
Parai is afraid of the Yidden's success, and Parai makes Xerah that all Jewish children have to be killed. Every child has to be thrown into the Yamsuf and killed. And Hashem, in an amazing mockery of Mitzrayim, Hashem Yilag Loma, Hashem laughs at the scoffers, Paroi doubts Hashem, ni Hashem, and in an amazing mockery to Paroi, Paroi who's trying to make sure the Yidden don't escape, who's trying to quote-unquote thwart Hashem's plan, his daughter goes to be Megayer to convert to Yiddishkeit, while she's being Megayer, his daughter, who in his mind is wayward, he's rebelling against Hashem. His daughter converts to Yiddishkeit. When she goes to the water to convert to Yiddishkeit, she sees Moshe Rabbeinu in the yam dying. She rescues Moshe Rabbeinu. He's in a teva, he's certain death. She rescues Moshe Rabbeinu and brings him to the palace. So Parai, who's trying to fight Hashem's will, actually becomes a vehicle, and Parai raises Moshe Rabbeinu, who defeats Parai and takes the Yidn out. We have like simple. We have two choices in our life. God's will gets met. The question is: Are you going to be a reluctant fighter to God's will? Or are you going to be a tzaddik and be a promoter of God's will? It's too, God's will is coming through me and you whether we like it or not. Because Hashem's will wins out. It's only a question, are you going to be kicking and screaming or celebrating? Are you going to be a tzaddik and you're going to be a willing player in Hashem's will? Or para who's defying Hashem, he also is a tool of Hashem's will. But nonetheless, so under Parai's watchful eye, he raises Moshe, thank you for us. And then Moshe saves the Yidden. Now Parai gets wind that Moshe killed the Mitzri. He gets nervous about this adopted son. He chases him to kill him and Moshe flees Egypt. Aaron Akayin then runs Effie, the Jewish people. He is the emissary of Hashem, Parai of Aaron HaKoyin, and Aaron HaKoyin's running the Yidden. Hashem then tells Moshe Rabbeinu, it's time to go back to Mitzrayim, and you, Moshe Rabbeinu, are chosen to lead the Jewish people out. And Moshe Rabbeinu fights with Hashem for seven days, begging Hashem, I beg you, I'm not worthy of this task. I'm not worthy. The Ramban explains to us at the core of Moshe's refusal, Remarkably, he's refusing the mission of Hashem. He fights with Hashem for seven days. God says, Moshe, I want you to go back to Mitzrayim and take the Yidn out. Moshe Rabbeinu remarkably fights Hashem for seven days. We're taught by the Ramban the secret of Moshe's refusal is he doesn't want to hurt his older brother. His older brother is leading the Jewish people and Moshe's told to come, you've been replaced, Aaron. Aaron Akoyin, you're replaced. Your younger brother is now running the Jewish people. That is painful. And Moshe, in deference to the honor of his older brother, is refusing the mission. I don't want to come and lead the Jewish people and hurt my brother. I happen to be fascinated by this. Because people tend, in the sense of the big picture, Klal Yisrael, millions of people. I don't want to go, it's going to hurt my brother. 
And I've seen many schools throw out a bacher. They say, you're bad for the institution. We're thinking about the masses. You're a little bug here. I'm thinking big, you know. You hurt my institution. <laughs> here, like the greatest institution, the Jewish people. The great institution that ever was and will be. The Yidin, Hashem's nation. And in the construction of Hashem's nation, it's like, who's in the way? You're worried about what? If you follow our story from Rachel and Leah, and hear from Aaron and Moshe, our great one for seven days is defying Hashem. No, I don't want this task. It's going to hurt my brother. Shalach na tishlach, says the Ramban. Please send my brother, I bet, I mean, we're talking about a big institution, millions and millions of people. The most important institution ever founded on planet Earth, the Jewish nation, Hashem's people. And Maisha's like, I don't want this task. My brother is going to be insulted. I'm deeply moved by Maisha Rabbeinu's fight. Shalach Nabiyad Tishlach. What do you mean? Like your ass, something so big and large. Some of the worst in history, some of the most cruel things in the world were done. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter gave a visual. He said, how many people were run over because a Yid was running to kiss the Torah? You hear the visual, Yonatan? For a guy, for an artist like Yonatan will appreciate that visual. How many Jews were run over because an anxious Yid was running to kiss the Torah? Do you hear the visual, Chavar? A guy sees the Torah and he runs and he flattens four people on the way to kiss the Torah. The picture, that picture is deep. That, that I promise goes way beyond the shul. How many Jews were run over because some excited person wanted to kiss the Torah? Don't run over anybody. Don't run over. Kiss the Torah, but walk around every yid on the way. Maisha's told, you'll free the yidden. The long-suffering people that you care so much about, that for years and years you felt their pain, and now, Moshe, free them. He should run. Where? Where do I go? Oh, free them. Go kiss the Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu says, one second. My brother runs the people. I don't want to run over my brother. He fights for seven days. I don't want to run over my brother. Your brother's feelings. Are you serious? Your brother is not going to feel great. Yeah, we're beating our brains in for 86 years. People are dying all over the place. Many deaths, cruelty, torture. And Maisha's heart's bleeding for his people. Is told, free the people, the masses. He says, I'm scared. I don't want my brother to feel bad. The one is not forgotten. The individual is not forgotten and just because you're talking about masses. But one person is not lost. I've already thought about that. We, we Baruch Hashem, learn together every single day. And I try my heart out not, not to miss this commitment. Baruch Hashem B'Siyata Deshmai, we've been doing this for about 12 years, and it's very important to me not to miss this commitment. We learn together Musr every day. It's called Musr. We learn Torah every day together. I don't want to miss learning Torah with the Rabbim. I try not to miss Kimat, no matter anything in the world, I try. Once in a bloom, when a Bachar has an early wedding, something, and I go to a guy from here's wedding. While I'm driving, I'm thinking, the Hevra, 
the chevra, you're sitting here on a highway. But I think the chevra's only, the chevra's only one person. I'm going to that guy's chas, and I'm on the way to your wedding right now. In, in the masses, masses are only a lot of one people. It's just, there's a, there's a whole bunch of one guys. A mass is, is a person, is a person. There's grad the second one, there's, there's grad another one guy at the shear. If you don't see one, there aren't anybody there. If you don't see one, nobody's there. It's not zero, it's one plus one, but it's one. You gotta see one. I'm fascinated the greats. Maisha Rabbeinu's building a people, he doesn't run over one. If you want, it works me up when a yeshiva, Rashiva, look at a guy. And he sees an institution and stops seeing a person. You don't see anybody. You're bad for my, what's your institution? The bad for the walls? See, so you sacrifice a guy, to, you put, his blood builds your walls. There's a person, he's here. See him, work with him, and teach him. You're bad, what's your institution? The building. <laughs> Another one who's going to come later, he's not born yet. This is the one who's going to give birth to that one. See what's in front of you. And Maishu Rabbeinu doesn't want to go on this job because one person, his brother, is not going to feel Gishmak. Now here, listen to a biblical window, my friends. This is like Hashem. Did you ever get the chance to like get to a great site and somebody lifts you up? Like, and you want to see in that three words in the Torah and Hashem lifts us up to high places and you get a glimpse into Gadlus, into greatness. It's like a stunning view. A lot of G'daylam stories don't tell us anything. A story, you know, a Godel did this miracle, I went to him and he predicted and told me to buy this share and the stock went up. You learned nothing. That you don't, you didn't get. The best Godel story gives you a glimpse into greatness. You see the greatness of people, the great heights with Siata the a person can climb. That's the best Godel story. We get three words, Yonatan, that Hashem gifts us, MJ. Hashem loves us, and He gifts us a window into Aaron Akain. Did you ever go to a chasana where you have a younger brother getting married before his older brother? It's a little painful. The younger brother, Mazel Tov! Everybody's dancing, Lebedek. And there's an older brother who's at the chasana, and he's still single. Now the gracious older brother smiles nicely and he's very gentle and he's gracious, a class act. Could anybody say with honesty inside there's not a tinge of pain? Is any human being think, now he's gracious. I have a friend whose older brother's funny. So at his chasna, he wore a thing around his neck and it said, Amen. His older brother was single at his chasna. He had a chain around his neck and it said, Amen. Could you guys laugh? I think that's funny. He said our name. He was obviously, people would say to me, Mir Tzashem Bayu. So, he just, uh, <laughs> so he had a chain around his neck that just said Amen. Now, obviously an older brother is going to be classy and gracious and has been asked, Rishos, do you mind? And the older brother gives permission. But all of us are intelligent and know that there's a place in him. It doesn't feel great. Here, Aaron Akayin's the older brother who's running Klal Yisrael. 
And Maisha has been given a mission, you're replacing your brother. Maisha got a Mitzrayim, and now you're taking over. You're coming, you've been away for decades, Maisha. You're coming back to your people. You're saying, God sent me, I'm taking you out. Um, your brother's been leading us. Now it's my turn, I'm taking them out. So Maisha doesn't want to do this job. Hashem tells him three words. He says you underestimate your brother. I'm going to read the three words in Hebrew. You should know these words. V'ra'acha. Aaron HaKohen's going to see you, Maisha Rabbeinu. V'samach beliboy. He's going to be happy in every part of his heart. There's not a human being saying, I'm happy for you. God is made, Hashem, who knows our hearts, deep, deep, who knows mamish, teeth in our hearts. Hashem is made. God testifies. V'ra'acha, Aaron's going to see you. V'samach beliboy. To the depths of his heart, he's happy. He's completely happy that you were appointed to your job. He's happy for you. Says Rashi, Naira. Says Rashi. Virach v'samach beliboy. Like the sover. Not like you think, Moshe. She ain't makbid alecha. I'll have kepedus. He'll have some tainas. Sha'ata oila l'gdula, you were appointed in charge. Not like you think. You think you can't, you don't know what's in the heart of a person. So you, Maisha, I understand. You think your brother, teeth, teeth, can have a pang of hurt. Testifies God to the recess of his heart. V'ra'acha, he sees you, v'samach beliboy. He's completely happy that you were all a that you were appointed. Could you imagine, Hever? A guy's Rosh Hashiva, and God himself appoints his younger brother. Rosh Hashiva, step aside, the younger brother's Rosh Hashiva. The window into an Aaron Akoyin's Amuna, his faith. You talk about Midas Tavis, developed Midas. You talk about emotions. That it's possible, We're, we get a window into Gadlus. This is a lifetime of Amuna. you need faith to know I have everything I'm supposed to have. You have to be Sameach Bechelkoi, completely embracing your lot. And then another person gets their thing. Chazal have a statement, Ein Adam Noigeya. A person's not relevant for what's meant for his friend, Kimole Nima, not a hair's breadth. What you get is meant for you. What I get's meant for me. Not a hair's breadth. Whatever I get, I'm supposed to get. And it's possible to have such real faith and such develop midos tevis, sameach bechelkoi, that your brother replaces you and you're completely v'samach beliboy. To the depths of your heart, God testifies. You're completely happy for your brother's love. Friend, I'm so happy for what you have. It's a breathtaking window. It's, it's hard to catch your breath. I'm afraid of heights. If I see heights, I start, my knees start shaking. I have a fear of heights since I'm little. If I go near an edge, it's, it's an irrational fear of heights. 
If I'm near a tall area, my knees get shaky. I start like seeing different, you can't breathe. I have a fear of heights since I'm little. I try to beat it. I try not to let it impact me. Because any fear, you want to fight it. But I have a fear of heights. This is like, this is like a window. This, I cannot can be afraid of heights from this. Hashem like lifts us up. A window into the great people. That Aaron Akoyin is so developed. Emunah, tremendous madragus of Emunah. That he sees his younger brother, Eulah Ligdula, and he's 100% as testified by God, just happy for his brother's Gedula, for his brother's appointment. I'm so happy for you. Completely satisfied for you. I'm happy. We find a very, if we think this was Aaron's behavior to Moshe, so there's a medrash that says Moshe behaved the same way to Aaron. Aaron Akoyan later on is granted an amazing zchos to be Koyin Gadol. And that position carries with it that not only is he Koyin Gadol, but his son is Koyin, grandson, great-grandson, all the Kohanim are Kohanim today. And that position is given to Aaron, not Moshe. And Moshe Rabbeinu's children were not given Gedullah, were not given greatness. And who is tasked with anointing Aaron, this great schos is Moshe Rabbeinu. He anointed him with shemen, with oil on his head. Listen to this passage in Kapitel Kuf Lamed Gimel and Tillim. And Kapitel Kuf Lamed Gimel we're told, How good and wonderful, sweet is it, Sheves Achim Gam Yochan. Brothers being remarkably close. What's the example of the closeness of brothers? Kishemen Atoiv like good oil on the head, yorid alazakein that flows to the beard, zikan aron that flows on Aaron's beard. What's this referring to? Moshe Rabbeinu anointed Aaron and poured on his head the shemen amishra, the oil that anointed him, the kain gadol, and the oil flowed onto Aaron's beard. Now, what is that shaykhis, the Pasuk's describing? The beauty of brothers being close explains the medrash, based on a medrash. There's a double lush, and it says like oil on the beard, the beard of Aaron. It's a double language, like oil on the beard, the beard of Aaron. Says the medrash, it means the beard of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu had such a love for his brother, when his brother, Moshe is pouring the oil on his head, and it gets on Aaron's beard, Moshe Rabbeinu's beard felt soaked. He was so excited for his brother, he literally felt his own beard was wet. The oil was on Aaron's beard, was soaked with oil, the great oil of being anointed, Kain Gadol, Moshe Rabbeinu felt his beard physically wet, was his excitement for Aaron HaKoyim. Like oil on the beard, the beard of Aaron means like oil on Moshe's beard. Moshe Rabbeinu did have oil on his beard. He did. When he poured it on Aaron HaKoyim's head and Aaron's beard was full of oil, Moshe Rabbeinu was so excited for his brother, he's like wiping off oil off his own beard. He felt like he had the wet beard. 
Such was, I picture if you need today, I apologize. You know, the winning coach, they dump a Gatorade over his head. If you're so excited for the coach, your pushed feel wet. Your mamish feel drenched. You're so connected to his experience. That's what it means. Moshe Rabbeinu's beard was soaked. Such was, that's Hinei Matovim Anoim Shebesach and Gam Yochad. How precious is it, two brothers, who have such a care and a love for each other, that when Aaron Akoyin sees Moshe appointed to the position that he held, the Ra'acha, he sees V'samach Belibay, he's 100% happy for his brother. When Moshe Rabbeinu anoints Aaron to the job that by right should have been Moshe's, but it's given to Aaron, Moshe Rabbeinu's beard felt wet. Such was his joy for his brother, his excitement for his brother, Shtelem. I want us to have awareness of such madregas, to be aware, just to know about such madregas. Of course, it's a lifetime of work. Of course, we're not there because we want to be there, but we have to aspire to it. And then we work with ourselves, we're human beings. How hard is it for us when somebody else gets honored? We're human. We have to chazer and validate our feelings and work with ourselves, but it's possible to come to such madregas of emunah, to such faith, to such a realness, to such a happiness with our lot that we're mamish happy with his success. No sense that he's taking from my success. So I wanted to share this amazing picture that Hashem gives us in Parsha Shemais. I wanted to share this with the Hebrew. I want to do something difficult because I want to learn a story, Ellie, that you and I know well. It's a story that all of us know, but I feel because we know it, we don't learn it. Because I, I know already, I know, tell me something new. We don't put our mind around it, and boy, are we missing. I want to share a story with you that I think all of us tend to look over. I, wanna, I want the visual, I want you to see how much it's part of your life. This is very much in my life. And I want, it's in all our lives. So let's, let's study this together. So I'm going to try something hard. It's much harder to learn old stuff than new stuff. If we tell a new story, a new idea, we're all in. To learn something I heard already, the brain just, okay, 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 I got it, I got it already. So I'm going to ask everybody to gather some strength to learn something we know already. Is Yehuda Greenblatt here? he would come forward and play a beautiful song, it would give us strength to hear something that we know already. Come, what's Shmuel Vax? Come, come, come. Okay, now let's start. If everybody takes off coats, let's really start the vad. We need a song. No coats, Hebra. All coats. This is obviously coat-free. Let's go, let's go. MJ, come. If the cool guys take off their coats, everybody will follow. Let's go, MJ. Let's go. Thank you. We're attempting a hard thing. We're going to learn an old thing. There's no way we'd ever be successful with a coat. It needs a warm song, and then we're going to attempt the hard thing.
And that song, I think we can we could try the hard, and I feel empowered. Rabbi say, Basia bas paroi, Basia bas paroi, Vatered bas paroi. The daughter of paroi goes down, Lurchites alayar. She goes to the river to be reichets to bathe. Chazal tell us she was going to become a giyaris. She was converting to become a Yid. She went to the river, to bathe in the Nile to become a Yid. She goes in there. She's going to, be, to become a Giyaris. 
She's going into the Nile and her servants are next to her on the beach. They're on the sand. And she sees the backs that Maisha Rabbeinu, little Maisha, has put into the backs. And she sees the backs in the Suf. She sends out. Vatishlach is to send. Esamasa. Vatikocheo. Omachloikis. Amasa either means her maidservant. She sent her shifcha. She sent her shifcha on a job. Shifcha, could you please fetch? She saw a box in the river. Get it, get it, get it. She points and her shifcha gets it. Rashi brings a second shot. That a samasa means her hand. She sends her hand and takes the baby. Now, what does it mean to send your hand? I'm a very visual guy. You ever sent your hand on a job? Hand, do you mind picking up this phone for me and answer? Do you send your hand on jobs? Why don't you just say that she sees the child? She takes it. She sends her hand on a task. What does it even mean to send your hand? She sends her hand. Isn't that a peculiar way of saying? So we learn from the time we're kids, but I want to, I want to, I want to relearn it, Hevra. So from the time we're kids, we learn that she stretched as far as she can. She stretched as far as she could, and Hashem made a miracle. And Hashem made her hair, hand stretch much further. It was way out of reach. And Hashem made a miracle and brought Maisha back. So she sent her hand is like a, is in some like almost like a, this funny movement she made to the, to the Nile to reach for Maisha. It was way out and Hashem stretched her hand and she got Maisha Rabbeinu. That's Vatishlach Esamasa. She sent her hand. Before I, I'm going to talk, I want to talk about this amazing scene of Basya Baspare sending her hand and Hashem making it stretch much further. I want to talk about that in, in a couple of minutes. But I want to say first of all about sending somebody's hand, the visual of sending your hand. People very much, we have different parts to ourselves. We have a soul, we have, a, we have an eye, and we have an incredible body that's meant to serve our essence, our self. Very physical people just are limited. They become their body. They ignore a whole side that has shifas, that has aspirations and dreams. I was Zeicheh with my son Manny to be by the bedside of a big tzaddik before he was nifter in Sloan Kettering. And we got to speak to him for a half hour. It was a talk about a window into greatness. The way he spoke about his body was breathtaking. He spoke about his body. I once read from the altar of Kelm, his son-in-law described his father-in-law, his son, the altar of Kelm's son, Reb Simcha Zissel of Kelm, his son described that his father, the way we are nice to an ani. You ever saw a poor guy at a chasna and you give him money? That's how we, the altar of Kel was to his body. His body was like this servant of his essence and he was nice to his body. 
he would give his body some treats just to take good care of his body. But he's so identified with his essence. I love the picture of she sent her body on a job. Vatishla, she said, hand, maybe fetch it. When my son and I were talking to this Sadik, he said to us that he thanks Hashem. He described that by nature, he has a very weak body. He was born very sick. And he showed us his body, sick in his deathbed. And he said, I squeezed out of this body 11 svarim. He wrote 11 svarim. He traveled the world talking about Hashem. He was a person who saw his body as a tool. The body's him, but it was a tool for his essence to serve Hashem. And the picture of somebody becoming a Gyaris, finding their essence, and getting in touch with their essence, and at the moment she gets in touch with his, her essence, she becomes a Gyaris, she connects to Hashem in a meaningful way. How does she relate to her body? She sends her body on a test. Who sent the body? Her essence. I'm fascinated at the moment of gear, of conversion, how she relates now to her body. The body is hugely important. The body is beautiful. And the body is important. Our body is the greatest vehicle of our essence to serve Hashem. And take very good of care of your body. Our bodies are wonderful. But there's an essence who controls our body. There's an essence. We are somebody controlling our body. We're a person. We're a person with dreams and aspirations and hopes who have a wonderful body. That's the only way, by the way, you can't put on film without your body. So take good care of your body. And the body's excellent. The body's excellent. I love, I personally love the nighttime shower. The nighttime shower, you say to your body, you were wonderful today. I'm so proud of you. You worked hard and then you hose down the horse. It's excellent. I shouldn't say the horse, even the precious body, the prestigious Givaldiga body. We, we did all our mitzvahs. We only smiled because we have a body at summit. How do we smile at anybody? So give that precious body a shower. But the sense she, if at the moment of gear that she sends her arm on a mission is a wonderful picture. But that's not really what I want to talk about right now. I want to talk about what happens, Hevra. She reaches as far as she could and her hand stretches. She saves Moshe Rabbeinu, who then proceeds to alter history. And I want to say, Hevra, that this picture is so empowering. There are many things in our lives that all of us say, can I really? You think I can? Is it possible? It's the story of all our lives is do what you can and Hashem stretches your arm. There's a Pasuk, it's a Gemara Kedushin. The Gemara quotes this Pasuk at the end of Kedushin. Hashem. Those that hope to Hashem, Yachlifu Kayach, get an exchange of power. Yalu Aver, they get a new limb and all of a sudden they can fly like an eagle. They get new powers and new kaiches that weren't existing inside of them. Hashem We have to know that we pray to Hashem, we trust in Hashem, we do what we can. We do what we can, and then Hashem makes miracles. I remember once there was a bacher in yeshiva steiging, and a yid said to me, that guy steiging? Like, what's pshat? What's, he couldn't believe it. 
I said the pshat is because you're a smart mechanic and we're dumb in Waterbury. We're very dumb. And this guy had like a PhD in psychology. He had the guy uptight why he can't, why he doesn't, why he won't. You're like such a chacham. To be in Chinuch, you have to believe in magic. You have to believe people can expand in ways that are illogical. Things that are impossible, madragas that shouldn't be and will never be and it won't happen to us. And it's sometimes illogical, why should I take that little step? I should take that step because it's the only step I could take. Those that hope to Hashem, an exchange of power. We have to live this picture of Bas Paray. This picture should come to us all the time in our life. Bas Paray, in her feeble, almost foolish attempt, almost foolish, I visualize Bas Paray like leaning out to grab Maisha and the, the passerby chuckling at the naive lady. What a naive person. <laughs> She's like leaning out to Maisha. It's the feeble, almost foolish attempt of leaning out to grab that teva that's so out of your range, that's so far from anything you can physically grab. And then Hashem makes a miracle and her arm stretches and miracle of miracles she brings it in. This is the story of all of any intelligent, sophisticated person who wants Yeshua Hashem who wants to see Nisim and wants to overcome all different deficiencies that all of us have, that all of us have in our lives. And the answer is always further than our arm could reach. It's always that way. It's always. Any Nisayan means that it's out of my reach. It's not in my nature to do it. So therefore what? So therefore what? It's the story of the, sa- the one who takes us out of Mitzrayim. Maisha takes us out of all the borders, all the places we are stuck. Who got, who accessed the Maisha? Only an arm stretching, way out of what it could stretch. Access is he who takes us out of our borders. Do you understand that? If you can't relearn that, you're in a lot of trouble. Just remember when we're stuck, we're mamish stuck in Mitzrayim, nobody gets out. It's impossible to get out. And we're taken out by a Moshe. Who accessed Moshe? How did we get a Moshe who brings us out of Mitzrayim? How did we get a Moshe who's the Shliach Hashem? Take my people out of their borders and out of being stuck. Somebody stuck out their hand in a place that was a feeble, almost foolish attempt. And their hand grew and they accessed Moshe. All of us in our lives, all we can do, all... We can't do more. Our feeble attempts that don't reach, that never reach, that just can't because, because our tevas, we have a nature. The Gemara Kedushin says about our battle with an angel called the Yetzirah, Il malei without assistance from Hashem, it's impossible to win. It's an enemy we can't win. You can't beat him. What you could just do is hope to Hashem. You could pray, as all of us should have a lot of prayer. The main prayer should be for success in the battles of our life. The main prayers, physical prayers are wonderful, but the main prayers should be for the success in the main battles of our life. And of course, believing and then doing every attempt that we can. In any way we could lie on the floor and stretch and lean and contort in ways that others will mock. 
Say, really? <laughs> That's funny. You're, like, you're reaching, you're stretching. Really now? And Kaivei Hashem, those that hope to Hashem, Yachlifu Kayach. They get an exchange of power. Yalu Ebrek and Hashem. They get a limb, a new limb. That it's, it's not probable, it's not possible. Nobody ever thought it would come. And all of a sudden, they can go and they don't tire. They get a strength and a speed that never existed before. This is the story of anybody who wants to get out of Mitzrayim. To access he who takes us out of Egypt, this is what Hashem wants us to know. How did we get Moshe who then brings us out? How did we get Moshe who is the shliach of Hashem to, take, to deliver the messages of freedom to us? How do we get him? By somebody reaching their arm in a feeble, almost foolish attempt again. And then her arm miraculously stretches and she reaches he who then comes in and saves us. I think this picture, there's so many in our private lives, there's so many things that we say, really? You think we can? It seems so impossible. Just stretch, just stretch, lay out and stretch. Show Hashem you stretch, but stretch. But why are you stretching? Because that's all a human being can do. That's why you're stretching. She sees it. Why is she even stretching? People will laugh because she's keenly aware. Mitzrayim's a tough place to get out of. Only Hashem could do it anywhere. If you're so arrogant to think you do it, you never stretch. If you're arrogant to think it's you, you're limited. So what are you stretching for? It's, it's if you're arrogant. If you're not arrogant and know you can never reach, so then all a human being ever does is a stretch. So then you stretch. That's all a human being ever does. The arrogant ones don't stretch like that. They don't stretch. Why would you stretch? Is it really worth the stretch? You'll never reach. You can't reach. That's when you think it's you. There are so many aspects in life that you and I can accomplish for, in our private life and for others that we can do if we're arrogant and think it's all us. So I asked my father, Rashail, about the yeshiva. So he said, Daniel, if you were a place that went by nature, so then I would tell you, do this, do this. He said, you're not a place that believes in nature. You're a place that's about miracles. Just believe and trust in Hashem and just rely on supernatural. Koivei Hashem, those that hope to Hashem, yachlifu koyach, get an exchange of power. They get superhuman things, unnatural things happen. They stretch a little, they're on the floor. Whenever you can see yourself as Basia stretching on the floor, and you're saying, you're crying to Hashem, your mom is pleading, I know this is ridiculous, Hashem. But look, I'm stretching. That then and there, there and then, is when a person sees Yachlifu Kayach, an exchange of power. They see things that are supernatural, that are not typical. go. they can fly and travel and go in ways that are supernatural. I think this picture that we learn from, we're little kids, we see the Medrash, but I'm not sure if we see the Medrash. <laughs> I'm not sure if we fully embrace it and engage it and understand how relevant it is to yours and my, our lives. So I want to share this Medrash and tell us all in the fights of our life that seem out of our hands and often seem like, is my effort really worth it? Just lie down and stretch. Get that angle, that funny angle that gives you like the longest way you can stretch out your hands. So I picture Bastia like lying and people are watching this funny lady reaching out, like contorting her body to reach some place she can never ever reach. And that's how she, that's all she does. And then shh, 
Hashem makes this miracle. She reaches the Teva and brings in the person who brings us out. And I think that's the only path out. The only direct path to getting out of all the mitzarim, all those borders that lock us all in, is this picture. It's the only way out. And then the question becomes, try to contort your body and stretch. And then see, Hashem will do the rest. Hashem stretches and builds and gives and adds powers and abilities that I, I never saw that in me. I never, we, ne- we never saw that. Whoever saw that, whoever thought about that, till we lie down, we never saw our arm go so long, never. Pa- Basia couldn't believe her arm. She, she never knew she had such a, such a long reach, amazing reach, such a reach. Mamisha, the reach of a giant. Her hand went and went and went. She saw a reach that never existed in her. Please visualize that, my friends. And then stretch. Have an excellent day.